Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Uliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. I want to talk to you today about who do you look like and who do you want to look like? Who do you look like and who do you want to look like? So why don't you take a Bible, if you've got your Bible there, turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 3 and verses 17 and 18. They're gonna come up on the screen and it says this. Now the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, I thank You for Your Word this day. I thank You that it is alive, it's powerful, it's able to make a difference in our life. And Father, we pray that You would help us just capture a vision of maybe some change that could take place in our lives. Maybe something we could reach for, maybe something we could believe for, maybe something we could hope for in the coming days. I pray that you would just engage our hearts this morning in Jesus' wonderful name. This scripture in 2 Corinthians 3 challenges us that we should all have a desire to be transformed and we should all end up looking the same. Now, looking at the person next to you, you don't look anything like the person next to you unless you're sitting next to your identical twin this morning. But the reality is you don't look like them, but we're meant to be transformed into the same image as one another. And that image is Jesus. Ideally, when people see us, they should see Jesus. When people hear us, they should hear Jesus. When people encounter us, they should encounter Jesus. Just stop for a sec. Does anyone feel slightly intimidated by what I've just said? Because I wrote it. And I felt very intimidated by what I just wrote. Because sometimes when they see me, they don't see Jesus. Sometimes, often when they hear me, they don't hear Jesus. Sometimes when they encounter me, they're not encountering Jesus. And I want to see that change. I want to see that change in my life. I'd like to be more like Jesus. I'd like to be authentically more like Jesus. I'm not talking about just pretending. I'm not talking about just lip service. I'm talking about authenticity in being like Jesus. I want to be like Him. So how do you start looking like Jesus? That's what I want to share with you over the next few minutes. It's just how what can we do? What practical steps? I'm a practical person. I like practical ideas. And I want to give you just three simple, practical things. And at first glance, you might say, oh, well, that's really obvious. There's no depth in that. But let it just sink in a little bit this morning. Remembering that our scripture talked about moving from glory to glory, we need to remember that it's a process. I I'm really excited by the quality and the depth of discipleship in this church. There are people in this church that have been Christians for decades, 
decades. And you come with a history of, of generations of previous Christians in your family. And that's fantastic. And you have a certain amount of glory upon you because God has done work in you. But can I challenge you, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how old you are as a Christian or how new you are as a Christian today, God wants you to go from the glory you know now to some greater measure of glory tomorrow. He actually wants you to develop. So this is a message for everyone. You know, some messages are, uh, hit, hit, a, hit a smaller group. This is, is a broader message that is meant to touch everyone. Every one of us should be able to go from glory to glory. It doesn't happen overnight, just like the, the, um, the, the, hair, the shampoo ad, uh, but it does happen over time. So there's three simple things, but they're very challenging. And I want you to just let them go into your spirit this morning that we can undertake to ensure that we become and look more like Jesus. The first one, the first way to become, to start looking more like Jesus is by imitating Jesus. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 says, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So Paul said he imitated Christ. Now, imitation is actually a natural act of developing maturity. We start by imitation. Children start by imitation. We, we learn to speak by imitation. We learn to walk by imitation. We learn to think by imitation. We start the process by imitation, copying, mimicking behaviour. We see it in children all the time, the way they talk, the way they walk. I see it in my grandson. He walks like my son-in-law. Okay, he, he walks. He just has the same little swagger that my son-in-law has. And I'm really annoyed because he should walk like me. But he doesn't. He walks like my son-in-law. And that's, but he, he's learning behaviour. He's learnt behaviour. They learn how they talk, how they walk, how they react. And often... These are often the imitation of something they've been seen or heard from someone close to them. So, so parents in the room, when you look at your children and you go, oh, I don't know, it's probably your fault. Okay, It's probably your fault. They're, they're improbably imitating you and congratulations. That's great. We imitate what we value. We imitate what we look up to. We imitate what we have, what we, what we want to emulate. And to do that, we actually have to observe very, very closely. Now, I want to go a little bit aside here, and I just couldn't avoid this aside for a moment. It's, uh, I think it's interesting. You might not think it's interesting, but that's just the way I think. Um, in 1977, when Elvis Presley died, there were 170 registered Elvis impersonators in the USA. Okay, so we've got a picture of an Elvis impersonator up here for you. Okay, here's an Elvis impersonator. Um, so there was, there was a, were 170 Elvis, registered Elvis impersonators in 1977. Now in 2022, there were 400,000 registered Elvis impersonators in the States. So we've got another picture up here. Another picture up here? Where are Here we are. Here's the Elvis Impersonators Convention from the States. And just by doing a bit of maths, because I'm very, very scientific, um, looking at this rate, this means the number is doubling every four years. And by this rate, in 2064, when I turn 100, okay, when I turn 100 years old, every single person in America will be an Elvis Impersonator. <laughs> 
That's 356,511,840 people will be Elvis impersonators. Now, this is a blight on society and something that's going to be a real challenge. And I just want to warn you that it's happening in Australia as well, because here's another picture. And this is the Elvis Festival in Parks last year. So it's coming our way. So it's disturbing um, and we need to be aware of it. But that's just an aside. Getting back to my point about imitation this morning. Paul gave us a challenge to be disciples and to disciple others. He gave this challenge as a bold challenge and it requires a high expectation of himself. He actually said these words, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He was bold enough to say, live like I do. Do what I do because that will help you imitate Christ. I want to challenge you that this is a two-level challenge. Firstly, it's a call to every single Christian on the face of the globe to start their discipleship journey by following someone else who is on that discipleship journey. Yes, we follow Christ, but it's really good sometimes to have a mentor, to have someone you can look to and you can say, I want to be like that person. I want to follow that. I want to learn from that. And that's sometimes what your connect group leader does for you. That's sometimes what your leaders in church, that's sometimes what your Christian friends who are first down the road do for you. But I want to give you a bit of a bolder challenge this morning. The second side of this challenge is, are you living a life that can be imitated? Are you actually living a life that if someone did what you did, they would end up being a disciple? Because that's actually compelling. That's challenging. If we were to actually live in a way that if someone mimicked our behaviour, they would get closer to Jesus, then we're actually doing Christianity right. We're actually moving people along a road that is actually helpful. It's a challenge that we need to live a life in such a way that's worth imitating. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 14 says, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers in Christ Jesus. And I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. In order to start looking like Jesus, we have to start with imitation. So if you're wanting to work out, well, how could I become more like Jesus? How could I look more like Jesus? Look at someone who is further along the road and imitate their behaviour. But if you are further along the road, make sure you're living in a way that people can imitate so that we can actually take people forward. That's discipleship. That's powerful discipleship. That's actually, it's not about being big noting ourselves. We're going from glory to glory. I've been a Christian for over 40 years. I should be worth imitating. And I'm shocked sometimes that I'm not. I'm going to say, don't imitate that. Don't imitate that. But I I don't have that choice because they see it. You know, when your children say something that they've learned from you that they shouldn't have? You don't get a choice what they're going to imitate. So you actually have to live in a way that's worth imitating. That's the first point, imitating Jesus. The second point, just simple again, it's living like Jesus. Living like Jesus. 1 Peter 2 verse 21 says, For to this you were called... Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Follow in his steps. Walk where he walked. 
walk in the same way that he walked. When I first became a Christian, I was given a book. It was called In His Steps by Charles Sheldon. It was written in 1896. And it's a book that that revolutionised Christianity at the time. It depicts a small town in which a small group of Christians read the scripture I've just read from 1 Peter 2 verse 21 and decide that they're going to govern their lives by their question. Before they did anything, they were going to ask the question, what would Jesus do? Okay, that's where the WWJD idea comes from. It's out of this book. It's what would Jesus do? So in every one of their dealings, they simply ask the question, what would Jesus do? And then they thought about what Jesus would do. They prayed about it. They let God speak to them. And then they just went and did it. Now, it's an incredibly simple formula for life. But I want to tell you, it's an incredibly powerful one. You know, Christians have changed the world. Historically, Christianity has changed the world. It has, it is, it's brought freedom to nations. It has brought the abolition of slavery. It has brought, it's, it's brought the freedom and the emancipation of women. It has brought everything forward because Christians did what God was telling them to do, that Jesus told them to do. Now, we are the next generation. What are we going to do? If we have the right attitude and we simply did and lived like Jesus, then we could actually make a difference. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 18 says, I urged Titus and sent our brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you? Did we not walk, did we not walk in the same spirit? Did we not walk in the same steps? I don't mean to be harsh on you this morning because this is a message I'm speaking to myself but my question is, are, if we are not living like Jesus, then we're not living right. If our behaviour is exactly the same as people who don't know Jesus, then what is the point? Seriously, why, why bother? Why bother being a Christian if it doesn't actually demonstrate in our daily walk? in the way we respond, in the way we think, in the way we act, in the way we speak. Now, I'm not suggesting that all Christians have to speak everything exactly the same and think everything the same way. But we do need to have a resemblance to Jesus. Otherwise, we, we're off with the pixies. The conviction of the Holy Spirit leads to a life of purpose and meaning. When the Lord challenges you and you respond to the kingdom, then the kingdom is actually advancing. And if you want to make a difference, live like Jesus. If we're not daily asking the question, what would Jesus do? Then we're probably being guided by something or someone else. And that's fraught with dangerous potential. Now, sometimes people struggle with this question of what would Jesus do? And we've got the, the, just put the, the letters up there. What would Jesus do? WWJD. I want to actually encourage you to think of it like this. It's more WWJDIHWM, okay? And I want to add these just because it might help a little bit, but stick with me. Because the what would Jesus do question is got one little problem, and that is that Jesus was a single man living in Jerusalem over 2,000 years ago with a very, very specific ministry and purpose. And so you start to ask that question, what would Jesus do? Well, obviously he would do that, but I can't do that because I've got to go to work tomorrow. What I'm suggesting is what would Jesus do if he was me? 
If he was me, what would Jesus do? If he was in my situation, what would he do? Think about your context is what I'm saying. Are you, what are you? Are you a father? What would Jesus do if he was you? Are you a mother? What would Jesus do if he was you? Are you a single person living in, a, in, in, in the community? What would Jesus do if he was a single person living in today's community? What would Jesus do if he was struggling for finances? What would Jesus do if he was doing really well in his financial world? What would Jesus do in your situation? Whatever your context is, ask the question, what would Jesus do in my situation? Because that actually starts to help you. When I've started to do that with my life, I have started to realise that I have great potential. I have great resources. I have great history. I have great friends. I've got all this stuff. And if Jesus had that resource, what would he do with it? He would step forward and do something bold. He would do something new. He would do something fresh. What is Jesus calling you to do? What would Jesus do if he was you? Listen for his answer, because I'll tell you, there will always be an answer. Always be an answer. He will tell you what to do. Then, to the best of your ability, start to do it. Can I suggest to you that I believe that this is what transformation is about? This is actually revival. If every Christian on the face of the earth just asked Jesus, just asked that question, what would Jesus do if he was me and they did it? That's revival. That's Christianity in action. That would change the world. Imagine the impact this week if every one of us in this room, not just some of us, but every one of us, we all showed the same love for people that Jesus did, the same interest in people that Jesus had, the same selflessness in action that Jesus demonstrated, the same compassion, the same um, compassion upon the outcast person, the same acceptance of those who fell short of our expectations. That sounds like transformation. It sounds like a remarkable opportunity. It sounds like something we could all do and we don't have to go anywhere special to do it. All you have to do is get up tomorrow morning. Start doing it with your family. Do it with your, the people on public transport that you travel to work with. Do it at work. Do it in your context. Do it at school. Do it wherever you are. Start looking like Jesus and see what takes place. Because maybe there's a hope. Maybe there's a possibility. Wake up in the morning and live like Jesus. And you might be surprised how much you actually start looking like him. The third thing. So we start by imitating. Imitating Jesus. It's the, that, that baby steps, if you like. Then we start living like Jesus. But then once we're living like Jesus, we go further to the biggest challenge. And we start looking unto Jesus. Once you've graduated from imitating, consistently started living like Jesus, you can take the step of looking unto Jesus. Hebrews 12 verse 1 and 2 says this, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Christian life is all about growth. He is the author and the finisher. He's the commencer and the finaliser. But if you are alive and breathing, he's not finished with you yet. I don't care if you're 92. 
96. I don't care if you're 14. The Lord isn't finished with you yet. I love the phrase, what's next? My favourite television program is um, The West Wing. It's a, it's a political drama. Um, it's a little old now, but in this political drama, the president is always saying the same thing. Just after the last thing is finished, the most important thing that they've been working on for months, it just comes at the very moment it finishes, his next word is, what's next? What's next? And I've taken this into my Christian life and I've taken this into my Christian life so it's always on the tip of my tongue. What's next? What's next? I'm a Christian. What's next? I've been called to ministry. What's next? I've been given an opportunity to do this. What's next? I've been given an opportunity to be a father. What's next? I've been given an opportunity to be a grandfather. What's next? What's the next thing that God wants you to do? Looking unto Jesus, you need to be having a vision for the possibilities of your future because God's got a future for you. Have you started your career? What's next? Have you started a family? What's next? This is about looking unto Jesus and seeing the potential that He has placed within you and stepping into it. It is so easy to become complacent and satisfied with where you are and what the Lord has achieved through you. You can start polishing your badge, saying, oh, well, I've done enough now. I'm a connect group leader. I've done enough. And I'm not knocking being a connect group leader. That's a fantastic thing. But what's next? What's next? I'm a pastor. Polish my pastor's badge. Oh, I'm a leader. Polish my leader's badge. What's next? I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I might look 92, but I'm not done yet. Okay, I might look like Ian Dicko Dixon, but I'm not done yet. Until I look like Sean Connery, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep asking what's next. And I hope you are as well. In Ezekiel 37, and I want to bring this to a close this morning. It says in verse 1, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, they were very many in an open valley and they were very dry. And he said to me, O son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Oh Lord, you know. You know the answer to that? The Lord can take driest bones and he can make them live by his word. If you look unto Jesus, he can take whatever your circumstance and can transform it so that it doesn't look like a valley of bones anymore. It actually starts to look like a human form and that human form starts to take shape and that shape starts to resemble Jesus. And that will transform the world. The truth is the Lord can take bones and make them alive. He can do something through you. Just look at the person next to you and say, hey, you look like someone this morning. You look like someone I can recognise this morning. You're starting to look like Jesus. Take another look at Jesus today. He is the author and finisher of your faith. Once you see what He has for you, as the Scripture says, cast off the weights, cast off the sin and look to Jesus and run towards Him. I'd encourage you today that these truths should get into your heart. Imitate Him. Live like Him. Keep looking to Him. Proverbs 27, 19 says, As water 
as in water, face reflects the face. So a man's heart reveals the man. What's in your heart today? Are you reflecting Jesus? Are you living like Jesus? Are you, are you looking unto Jesus? There's incredible potential upon you. Let's go right back to where we started. Who do you want to look like? I want to look like Jesus. I want to go from glory to glory and be transformed into the same image by the Spirit of God. So let's live in such a way that that actually takes place. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.